Hey, this is Allie. And this is Matt. And you're listening to Brew Roots. The podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beers. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but arguably a beer is worth a thousand stories. So stay tuned and hear the stories behind your favorite beers. Cheers. Hey guys, uh, you are now listening to another episode of Brew Roots. And uh, Allie, what is this, our fifth episode officially? Uh, fourth episode on paper? Yeah, I think we're calling it our fourth, but... Technically, yeah, it's our fifth uh, week that you can listen. Yeah, we've made it without uh, killing each other or uh, <laughs> getting tired of beer. I didn't think either was going to happen, but personal. That's true. Personal but hey, there's always next week. There's always <laughs> next week. Well, two weeks from now. So uh, this week we have um, we went to New Hampshire, and it was if I recall this day was it was pretty cold out. Uh, we had just received like pretty big snowstorm and. Uh, yeah, I went up to New Hampshire to interview uh, Outhouse Ales, and that's kind of a intriguing name we had there, right, Allie? Yeah, definitely. I I really like them. I tried them a while ago, and I remember we were kind of on the hunt last season to get them on, and I'm pretty excited that we were able to get him on this season. Yeah. And um, I actually, I just want to bring up that I wasn't able to join this interview, which happens sometimes. Um, but it was at like 10 a.m. on a Friday. <laughs> yes, it was. And uh, Tom, who we interviewed, was in a it was in a bit of a hurry because he had to uh, work out some like federal things with his brewery. So uh, oh. you're gonna find out in this episode. Uh, Tom is a single owner. He does everything himself there, and he has a couple people who help him out. But uh, he runs the shots there, him himself, and only Tom. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty impressive and admirable that he was able to do this himself. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to show you the episode and have you guys listen. So, uh, yeah, let's just get to the episode. What do you think, Allie? Sounds good to me. All right. Cheers. Excellent. So we are live here at Outhouse Ales today. It's a pretty frigid day out, but you're in a you're in a kilt every day. Every day. Every day. Yep. Excellent. I've been wearing kilts. Ah. Uh, well, I used to sell kilts for a living, and then I got used to wearing them, so now, because I can, I do. Excellent. So this is Tom from Outhouse Sales. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. So uh, we don't want to take too much of your time, but uh, why don't we just get into it? So tell us about yourself, your role here at Outhouse Sales, and your first memory of beer. <laughs> um, well, I'm the owner, head brewer. Um, I do have some help in the brewery during the brew, during the brew week. Um, my first, my first memory of beer was my, uh, German class in high school, went to Germany and I had Lohenbrau in Munich at the brewery and, um, it was fantastic. Come back to the States and it was horrible. <laughs> so I stopped drinking beer yeah, uh, until I went back to Germany in the service. Okay. So you're you're ex-military? Yep. Excellent. Well, thank you for your service. Appreciate that. And uh, tell us how you got into the beer industry. Um, well, I started home brewing, and it's a common story, and it's kind of a tired story, really, but it's, it's my story. Um, and I, well, I got into craft beer, and then I got, I started home brewing, and... Um, I was just, I really liked brewing, so I was making much, much more beer than I could drink, giving away most of it, um, and I 
was trying to get a job in the industry and it just it just wasn't happening um but while i was driving around trying to get a job um white birch at the time was still brewing on an old homebrew system and he would brew it was just bill and he would brew twice uh twice a day to make one barrel of beer that was the first time i figured out that you didn't need to have this big giant system um then candia road brewing their brewery was tiny i mean it was a homebrew shop as well but the brewery proper was like a walk-in closet um at least far size wise it was it looked like it was maybe eight by 12. so i didn't i realized you didn't need a lot of space and then i went to squam brewing and i realized and that was the first time i saw a brewery on his own property and i was like oh you know and then uh once once everything just kind of didn't come together for me getting a job elsewhere i decided you know if i can do it small and i can do it locally i will um it was about a year actually less than a year i was already looking for a bigger place because i started out in my garage right um with a one barrel system the plan being if i didn't do well enough to grow within two years i would just shut down and have just a one barrel homebrew system um but within less than a year i was already looking for a bigger place and then it's just been pretty steady growth ever since yeah i mean we found you i think two years ago in a craft beer store in nashua new hampshire and my head turned because i saw outhouse ale so <laughs> i gotta i gotta ask you about that and i know it's on your website i know the story but the listeners might not um you got to tell me about the name outhouse ale okay so we moved to northwood from manchester mm-hmm. um and at the time a bunch of our friends had named their houses and because there's no direct route to northwood from manchester our house was out of the way okay (laughs) so our friends were calling it the outhouse because it was out of the way that was and so that's what i started calling my beer when i was home brewing and when i went commercial i did toy with other names but this one already had a big enough following that i stuck with it and most people well most of the comments i get back have been positive so i don't see any need to change it i mean i'll be completely honest with you i the reason we bought the beer was because of the name it turned my head you know yeah. and i i'm a strong believer in you know if the bottle looks cool and the, or the can looks cool like i'm more than likely gonna buy it so well, i mean i think thanks. that you guys achieved that so you set a following what is the beer that you think outhouse is kind of known for what's the one that you know most people are getting um the stout the stout, the stout it, mm-hmm. i mean it's my personal favorite it's the one um and we're talking the about the coffee oatmeal? Nope, just the regular, the regular, the stout. regular stout. I mean, the coffee oatmeal is probably my best seller during the winter. Right. But my rhubarb wheat's probably my biggest seller during the summer. But year-round, it's the stout. When I first started brewing, I didn't brew a lot of stout during the summer because it's stout yeah, yeah. in summer. And I sold out twice. So I had to, you know, I had yeah. to bump up production. And so now it's, it's one that I, I always keep in stock. The brown ale I always keep, I, I'm starting, is also starting to pick up where I have to keep that one going all the time. Um, the IPA. Um, but I have, I have like 30 different beers that, with, that just cycle through yep. at different times of the year or whatever. So is that tough with, you only have a three barrel system here, yep. correct? Is that tough to maintain 30 or is it something that you can Well, I don't maintain 30. That's what I mean. No, I, mean I only mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I keep... I, like I said, I keep those three, um, and then like during the winter, I've got my 
smoked porter, coffee oatmeal stout, chocolate chili stout. Uh, during the summer, I've got a couple saisons and the wit and the rhubarb wheat. During the spring is the maple pale ale, and during the fall, I've got the uh, smoking American blonde. Mm. And then throughout the year, whenever I've got an open fermenter, um, I get I'll I'll make like my Scottish ale or my red ale. Yeah. So. So are you at home experimenting? Still? No. You're not. No. You, you're I don't. Your... Yeah, no. I, I I brought I kept my homebrew system so that I could do test batches, but um, since I could either spend a day making a 10-gallon batch of beer, right, or I can spend a day making three barrels worth of beer, you know, and if, it, if it's not what I want, as long as it's still a good beer, I can just, you know, learn from that, relabel it, and sell it. Yeah, absolutely. If so it's a good beer. If it's I a good mean, beer. Yeah, otherwise it's like, uh, crap, down the drain. Yeah. So. Uh, what has been the greatest challenge for you in starting, maintaining, and growing outhouse sales? Um... It, doing it all by myself. <laughs> um, it was like I said, I'm, I mean, I've got, once I'm working for it on here, I've got running around and then I got the state coming over. So every day it's like, because it's not, it's not just brewing beer, it's running the business. Right. So that's why I finally uh, was able to hire some help. Um, but even that's just the brewery help. It's not the, the business, business side. Help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the the business part of it's the hardest part. Yeah. All right. So um, this question here: Have you tried any collaboration beers? Yes, I mean, you have. Yeah, I did a uh, well, I did the flight the fly right, which is a rye porter. I did as a collaboration with Flight Center out of Nashville. Right. Yep. Um, last year, I think it was I did a collaboration with uh, Barra Irish. We did a, a maple imperial maple porter. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Um, and that's you know. that's the extent but that's yeah. that's cool what what do you like about did you like doing the collaboration is it a um with flight center it was a lot easier because it's it it i'm the brewery he's the seller right whereas when i did it with uh barra we're both breweries but he he can't sell it because he's a nano right and it has because we brewed it here. It had to be my labels, and I mean, so it was. It was. I don't know. It, it's not something. If I do another collaboration, it's going to be at their brewery. Right. Okay. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. All right. Cool. Um, what's on the horizon for the next five years for Outhouse? Oh, I. I always have two paths. This is what happens if it does well. This is what happens if it does bad. I just renewed my lease for three years for okay. here. Um, right now, it just got quiet. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, right now, the plan is, I mean, the reason I hired the help was so I can expand my sales, get into more bars, more restaurants. Um, I want to get a canning thing going on. I just have to find a place where, to, where it'll fit because I'm not big enough to um, hire one of these mobile canners because right. you have to have a minimum of multiple barrels. Um, so if I can get like a small portable canning mobile, operation, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't plan on getting much bigger than I am because I like staying small. I like being local. Mm-hmm. But you know, just 
building on what I've got, getting some more Vermonters in. Yeah. In the in the vein of staying local, uh, where are you getting you know your your goods from? Where are you getting the, the hops from? Anything well, local? M most of my ingredients come from Brewer Supply Group, a, okay. a wholesaler for um, breweries. Um, the rhubarb for my rhubarb. Any, well, m most of the uh, adjuncts or additions are like the maple for the maple pale ale comes from a, a maple house right down in here in Nottingham. Mm -hmm. The rhubarb for the rhubarb wheat comes from my yard. The oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The spruce tips for the spruce beer come from my spruce trees. Um, but yeah, most, most of the uh, bulk stuff comes from a wholesaler out of Minnesota, maybe. So that's a that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I have not talked to a brewer who's like, yeah, I grow my own rhubarb and I put it in my beer. So yeah. that's incredible. That's pretty, yeah, that's thanks. awesome. Um, all right, so a couple personal questions. What's in your fridge at home for beer? I actually don't keep beer at home. It's like when I leave here, I'll take a beer with me. Okay. <laughs> Are you drinking anyone else's beer or just... Uh... Actually, um, I just picked up a bottle of, of Allagash Astrid. Okay. Um, can't look, I'm looking forward to trying that. Uh, I like Litherman's. I like Throwback. I like 603. Um smutty i mean those are those are like they're my go-to's because of, they're easy to find mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh throwback and litherman's because they're friends of mine and also brewers so that's uh but you know i'll drink if someone brings me a beer i'm gonna drink it right. um it's just that i don't usually go to the store to buy beer you have it here <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. uh, why uh northwood uh like how do you try to impact the community do you have events here um, I've had a couple, um, I've, it's in Northwood because I live, it's two miles from my house. Convenient. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I've had a couple different events here. I'm going to be doing Dungeons and Dragons games here. Oh, get out. That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, that's the plan. We'll see how it goes. I'll be having our f first get together in March and if enough people show up, if there's enough interest, enough follow through interest, then we'll just, we'll, it'll be a once a month kind of thing. Um, I've tried having just open game nights, and that worked the first year. The second year, not. just didn't happen. I don't know why. Um, and, and anytime someone comes up and says, hey, can we have a little, can we do a thing at your brewery? Most of the time I'll say yes. If, yeah. I mean, if I've got the time and the whatever. Right. Because it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> That is that's the that's the cool thing about your story. I mean, it's literally just you. So, tell us so tell us a little bit more social media, your website, and hours of operation, and where you're located. Okay, well, it's um, I've got Facebook page out dot haus. Um, I got so there's the Facebook, there's Instagram, Twitter, um, and they're all linked. So they should read. And of course, I've got a regular web page www.outhausales.com. Um, and it's right on Route 4, halfway between Concord and Portsmouth. Um, we're open for tastings uh, Thursday and Friday from 4 to 7 and Saturday from noon to 4. Hmm. Um, Are you allowed to bring food? Yeah. Perfect. All I right. mean, I, I, only, I don't do pints yet. Right. I'm working on, that's something, when, that's what I work, was working on when you showed up. Um, but I do four-ounce samples. I typically have all eight taps full running. Um, 
And if you want to bring in food and you want to sit down, because I've got a, the game shelves here, so I'm going to come in, bring in some food, get some flights, and play games all night. I've had people doing that multiple yep. times. So. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad we were able to sit down. I've been, I've been chasing after <laughs> you, I feel like, for three years to get this <laughs> happening. So this is like a little personal victory for me. Uh, my last question for you, Tom, I don't want to waste too much of your time today. What are you most proud of without house sales or anything? That it's still going. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I mean, this was this was just a kind of a, I did it in my garage. It was like, I didn't, I had no idea how it was going to go. That's why I started at home, one barrel, and I always had that, you know. And, and to this day, it's like, if, any, if, what, if what goes bad, then how do I close down smoothly? And how do I grow smoothly? So I was, but yeah. well, I'm looking over at the at the on tap, and I'm looking at what growler I can take home because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at that ch- chocolate chili stout because that sounds so good. So and that's the last keg of that too. Until so next I, year. Think, I think I'm gonna have to take that. All right. Excellent. All right, Tom. Thank you so much, yep, and uh, maybe we'll catch up with you a little bit later down the year. Awesome. Awesome. Pleasure. Thanks. All right. Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know it was a little bit of a shorter one, but. Uh, I think we got all the content out of the way. Uh, I really enjoyed that. What'd you think, Allie? Yeah, I, I loved listening to that. He, he's such a great guy to talk to, and it's pretty um, pretty awesome, his journey. Yeah, I mean, he went from being a kilt seller to a brewer to owning a brewery. Like, I don't think we'll ever hear that exact story again. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Probably not. The, that, I think that's probably what I enjoyed most is, is the fact that, like, you know, we always hear people talking about coming from their corporate jobs and, oh, yeah, um, you know, that wasn't the life for them. Yeah. And, and and here we have Tom, who's a kilt seller and then now owns his own brewery. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And, you know, I think uh, that just shows he's able to kind of sustain on his own and kind of do his own thing. And uh, I like that he, he doesn't plan on getting any bigger. He's just content with what he has. And what he has is awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Definitely. All right, so Tom already said where you can find them. They actually do have some upcoming events, uh, not this upcoming week, but the week of April 6th, so that's the week after this. Um, it's New Hampshire Craft Beer Week. Um, it's New Hampshire Craft Beer Week, and that <laughs> event starts at 4 p.m., and I think he's just having a kickoff. I know he mentioned to me that uh, a lot of people asked if he was doing something, and he said, why the hell not? And uh, that's kind of the attitude he has. And then on April 12th, which is a week from then, uh, or six days, they have their third taste anniversary, and I'm guessing that is their third anniversary of being open. And you can go taste. Yeah, you can go taste. Uh, <laughs> I know that I had uh, the chocolate chili stout, and I know I had, and I'm I'm thinking back to when I had it because it was a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was awesome. It was incredible. Uh, I know that that will not be at that tasting because I got one of the last pours of it when I was there. But, Ooh, exclusive uh, <laughs> limited batch. No, no, no. I just happen to be the right place at the <laughs> right time. But uh, <laughs> you can uh, go and try some of the most, like, I think he has some of the best stouts out there. I, I really do. Um, and he's kind of like the, I think, for me, I think he's one of the premier stout brewers in the area. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So, Allie, where can you find our little old podcast? Our little old podcast is available on a bunch of platforms. So we have um, Stitcher, uh, 
iTunes, Google Play. Uh, you can listen on our website at brewroots.com. You can find us uh, pretty much on all social media at brewroots. Yeah, and we are at 960 likes right now on Instagram, and we're trying to get to 1K. So help us out. Share the page. Um, if you like the podcast, more importantly, please rate and subscribe on any platform that you are. Uh, we've gotten like an amazing outpouring of listens, and it's been like truly, truly humbling. So uh, I, for one, just want to thank everyone who's listened. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of you out there. So uh, yeah, definitely. Thanks to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now coming up in two weeks from now, I know that on our ne- our last episode uh, we said we were going to do white birch but we are actually going to do white birch in two weeks um we just had a little bit of a a scheduling issue um and uh it's going to coincide with a pretty important date for white birch so Mm -hmm. that's what we wanted to achieve so you'll hear white birch's episode next week uh in two weeks from now and uh that's going to be an exciting episode i know we're really excited for that one as well and stay tuned. Um, I know we're we're not super active on Facebook, but we are definitely active on Instagram. And there is probably going to be coming um, a little contest for our biweekly listeners, just to um, stay active, every, you know, for every week. So, you know, uh, keep it tuned. Definitely to Instagram. We will be posting some more information about this, but there will be some giveaways coming up on our off weeks. Yes, absolutely, and. Uh... Yeah, without further ado, uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed Outhouse Ales. Uh, And here's a little bit of a sneak preview of two weeks episode uh, featuring White Birch. Cheers. Can it bring it to the marketplace and have people go, hey, this is really, really cool. Uh, For me, I think it's probably one of the coolest facets of what I do. You know, we got into some specialty beers last summer with different Berliners. We had no idea. You know, you just you just don't know. So we we introduced some of them, and it was gone. I mean, the stuff just sold out as quick as we could make it. And it was, I mean, it was it was a pretty cool, pretty humbling experience for us to say, I made that, you know, and to to take it out and have people go, wow, this stuff's really really good.